What to do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dogs Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. Jack, we are here for the start of the 2024 season. Technically, unofficially, depending on who you ask. I normally say, what are your thoughts on the last week? But but what are you most looking forward to maybe this season is, is potentially the, the better question to ask. Yeah, I mean, this season, Tiger Woods is going to win two majors, probably six tournaments altogether. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Nice. Um, in reality, though, I'm looking to build momentum off last year. I finished up, and we'll probably get into it before the start of the season, over 72 units up on the golf year. So uh, 50 on the first year we did this, 77 or 72 last year. And then hopefully this year we break triple digits on units. There you go. Yeah, you're hoping for Tiger Wood major victories. I'm hoping for Cougar Collins major victories. Um, so, you know, we both just got really realistic chances of potentially going four for four on majors with those picks. Um, yeah, no, uh, Jack, Jack kind of carried last year in terms of the the FanDuel DraftKings bet side. And I, I think with all, again, I didn't discuss this with them, but I think we could both agree that I generally was more of the leader on the um, the DFS side in terms of the daily sports, probably with the DraftKings and the FanDuel. Is that an accurate statement? It was probably closer than fair. the bets, but but I think that that's probably the the mindset. Um, so my my goal this year is to try and improve the the bet side for me. Um, maybe not have to dig myself out of the absurd hole I put myself in the first half of last season and uh, hopefully start off better from there. Jack, is there anything, I, I guess we never really went over last week or last couple weeks ago um, for like the BMW and the, the tour championship and things like that. Is there anything that you really wanted to, to stand out for yourself or, or to maybe go through and. Yeah. I mean, nothing really. Um, obviously we didn't do a episode the last two weeks uh, one because one was an off week and one because it was the tour championship and the guys that were in there, we had talked about for 27 weeks straight. So there wasn't necessarily information to provide shout out Victor Halvland for the comeback of a decade. That guy is awesome. Hopefully he continues that momentum into 2023, 2024, but I think his first start will be on the Ryder cup. So I think we'll have to wait a little bit to see him. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of a good a good segue to get into there in a minute. Um, I will just say for the BMW Championship, I did have Scotty Scheffler as a winning pick. He finished second, so that would have made my total last year. I picked five runner ups and seven guys that that had finished in the top five in my winners picks last year, um, which all things considered is respectable considering I could only use a guy a, a guy one time um, all season. So I was quite happy with that. Um, Jack's right. Yeah. Congrats to Victor Hovland for winning tour championship. A, a lot of the guys, if you, if you're not seeing them this week. So again, I'll, I'll just mention some of the guys that stick out to me this week at the Fortnet, um, like Homa, Justin Thomas, Cam Davis, Sahith Gala are really kind of the big four. If you're not seeing those guys, the, the next time you're going to see the big names is going to be in Rome at the Ryder cup. Um, we will go through and, and kind of have a big podcast on the Ryder cup. I'm sure. Um, I don't know how the breakdown necessarily work because I don't know if we'll have matchups at that point. I'm hoping we will. Um, but you guys may just kind of have to work with us to, depending on the time. And, and you know, we want to get it out to you as soon as possible. So so we may have to, to kind of give you guys some guidance just on things to look for as opposed to specific matchups depending on the days. Yeah, well, that's definitely exciting. It's what I'm looking forward to probably the most outside of – 
normal tournament play this year. Well, I I will say as well, um, because this is the 2024 season, there is actually Olympic golf that is also set into this season. Um, Now, again, you don't really think about it because it won't be until after the Open Championship next, basically, fall. Um, so, but depending on who you ask, that could have all that could also be of big interest to um, to golf fans as well. But of course, the immediate... yeah, I think we have a Ryder Cup, we have a crazy golf season, we have Olympics. I am so excited to dive into it. Every other piece of semantics I could care less about. I am That's so fair. excited because although football is here, I do enjoy having a double screen of football and golf on my Sundays in the fall. That's fair. Um, all right, so let's just let's just swing right into it. We have Fortnite Championship this week. It's a par seventy-two, totaling seven thousand two hundred and four yards. Last year's winner was Max Homa. Um, he has gone back to back at this tournament. In, in terms of metrics, this is kind of like your standard everyday golf course. There's nothing about this course that's going to be a big shocker. There's no crazy golf hole that's going to stand out like you're at the Players or like you're at Augusta with Amen Corner. Um, it's everything's kind of standard. You're just going to want somebody with a decent driver, preferably with a little bit of distance, but not really necessary. It's not that long. Um, great putters are not needed, but they are beneficial. And then of course, you know, the approach game is always a bit of a beneficial factor, but again, the greens are really big here at the Fortnite. So this is also your opportunity where if somebody's maybe not the best approach player, they'll still probably hit these greens. So those are my major takeaways. Um, Jack, anything from you, or do you just want to get right into these DraftKings rankings? No, I'm ready to get into it only because with the DraftKings rankings, we DraftKings rankings, we can really dive into why we may like someone for the specific course and format. All right, are you good to loop these first four guys together? Ten thousand, eleven thousand. Yeah. Let's do All it. Right. So obviously, number one, Max Home at eleven thousand. Number two, still kind of a shocking, but I think it's a popularity contest right now. Justin Thomas at ten thousand five hundred. Steven Yeager at 10,200 and then Cam Davis at 10,100. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that there is kind of an obvious pick here. Um, And in this instance, I I don't just go to it. I mean, I understand Max Homa is the most expensive, but this is a California course with a California kid who's won it twice. Who's very good on this style of course with good form, who is, probably trying to make sure that his game is on point for the for the Ryder Cup so you you know usually you could be like oh well like fade away from the chalk because you don't know what you're doing just bite the chalk this week and just put him in I mean it, it it's it I think there's really very few ways it can go extremely poorly for Homa this week and I understand he he might not win but I think a top 20 is extremely reasonable just based on the player that he is in this kind of a field. Um, Jack kind of mentioned it without actually mentioning it. Uh, Justin Thomas is at 10,500, but it's more so of a name recognition. I feel like at this point, as opposed to a recent performance, Um, I hope that his game has turned around. He's taking his last few weeks to really kind of figure out what's going on. Uh, But if you saw the end of his last season at all, it was not pretty. Um, I remember he, Lost a lot of golf balls those last like three or four weeks in the water, and I don't really feel like messing with it. Um, I think this is going to be a find him week. I have Steven Yeager. Uh, he's probably my number two in this range just because of driving distance and the fact that he's really good in weak fields. 
And then Cam Davis is 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 fire and ice in my opinion. He's going to be really good or really bad. Yeah, I think Homa is obviously the safe choice. I won't go in on him. Obviously, his last five starts were all a top 15, all pretty much progressively until he got to the Tour Championship. But that's obviously a different format, so it's not necessarily his fault. Yeah. 11 top 10s in 20 made cuts. That's just a terrific season all around. Um, you take away a lot of the majors where he finished outside the top 40. That's a heck of a year. So um, I'm really happy for him. Finally cracked top 10 in the majors. I think going into this Ryder Cup with a lot of confidence, this might be a really good week. Justin Thomas is very scary to me. Um, number one, obviously, with the streak he had at the end of the year. Finished strong, obviously, with the Wyndham with that top 15. I think going to the Ryder Cup, getting that invitation was a big motivator to go, hey, I have like it's not I want to it's I have to I have to go get ready I have to go do all these things and I think he went back to the drawing board and if you follow him on social media he's using every single drill he's pulling pool noodles he's doing we Mario Kart steering wheels to try and work on all these things however at the end of last year he was about two thousand to twenty five hundred dollars cheaper I think for this week specifically you can get to him but it doesn't really make a lot of sense unless you just have total confidence. Obviously, Steven Yeager, you just look at those cut numbers, 26 for 29. Not great in the top 10 category. You only had two of those, but scoring yeah. average of just over 69. If he does that, that's 11 to 12 under at the end of a tournament. I think last year was 19. So that's a finish that's inside the cut number. Um, and then Cam Davis, like you said, fire and ice. Um, last four finishes all were inside the top 40. But if you take a look at the four finishes after that, or excuse me, the five, three of them were outside the top 100. So it's just a lot of inconsistencies. And we're looking at almost a month off between golf. Um, so it's probably going to be a little bit of a scarier week to spend 10,000 on him. Uh, last thing I'll say just on Steven Yanger. So he's ranked 23rd on tour in strokes gain T to green, and he's second in total birdies. The winner of this event will probably win it somewhere in the realm of 16 under to 21 under. Um, that's usually about the range that it gets to. So you need somebody that's going to make the birdies. So Steven Yeager is also liked because of that choice. I, I'm I curious by- where you got that Steven Yeager information. Was it possibly Turn Dog Golf TikTok, where I posted my bets right now, where you can go check them out? What a shameless plug. What a great transition. <laughs> yes, you should go take a look, because I posted that Steven Yeager information, and also some people will get into where you can make money and possibly go 100 units up this year like I'm trying to do. Uh, I did. Uh, yeah, there you go. Great, 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 great tag there, Jack. Um, all right. Are we going to rank these top four guys? Because I have a gut feeling our rankings may be the same. Yeah, I'll go. I, I think it's Homa, Jaeger, and then I think JT and Cam Davis can flip-flop. I'll probably take JT just because his mindset is a thousand percent. I have to. Not I want to. I think it's a have to. Hmm. Okay. I might have done Davis and then Thomas just based on the fact that he's four hundred dollars cheaper. Um yeah, it's three A, three B at this point for me. Yeah, yeah, but I get it. No worries. Um, all right, into the next range. Yeah, starting at the top, Sahith Thigala at 9,800 to Alex Noren at 9K. I think there's a couple heaters in here. I think a lot of these guys that you may have heard sporadically or heard us talk about, obviously Sahith's going to be the number one most popular guy in this category. But I, for me, if, if you're not looking at Andrew Putnam, I think you're looking in the wrong direction. 
23 for 29 on cuts. And a lot of those were at the beginning of last year when he was dealing with injury. You take a look at all of his last finishes. The last time he missed a cut, the last time he missed a cut was the PGA championship in May. So we're on four consecutive months of making a cut. All finishes inside of that stretch were inside the top 60. The only um, exception that, or excuse me, outside the top 45. The only exception was at the open, which is nothing related to this. Guys playing tremendously, scoring average of just over 69, which accumulates to, like we said, between 10 and 12 under at the end of the day. So I really like this guy at 9,100 to start my lineup. Yeah, I, I, I think Putnam is probably going to be a great choice. Um, the big challenge is, is get making sure you can get to him. Um, if you're like, you know, if you like Homa, going going Homa and then Putnam, you're really going to kind of limit yourself to that low 7,000 range. And then you're probably going to end up having to take a couple guys in the 6K. Uh, so just keep that in mind. But again, I do like Putnam just based on the fact that he's, he's basically going to make a cut. Um, Thigala, this is all right. So I'll just say it like he did finish 31st on, on the tour last year in terms of FedEx Cup rankings. Outside of Homa, who won this last year, he is the highest ranked guy in the field for the FedEx Cup. And you might be like, well, why is he playing on this event if he like is basically guaranteed top 50 this year? And he's and I think he is guaranteed top 50 for next year. Well, he finished tied sixth and tied 14th in his last two starts here. And again, this is another case of a California kid who's coming home. He did go to school at Pepperdine. So this is going to be a, a quote unquote home course for him. Um, so I think he wants to prove it and come out. And I do think this is potentially a good week for a Thigala win. Because again, he's still looking for that first win. And I think in a relatively weaker field in this style of course for him, it could be the opportunity. Yeah, I think this category is super dangerous. I love Sahith. Obviously, you take a look at the top 10 numbers compared to this range. Obviously, has the most seven top 10s on the year, which yeah. outside of Max Homa, he's tied with Cam Davis for that uh, leaderboard. So that's awesome. 22 of 26 on cuts. He just looks tremendous coming off back-to-back top 15s. You take a look at his missed cuts. Three of his four on the year came in a row. So something went wrong. Something went awry. He came back, bounced back, and had two really, really good performances. Obviously, he couldn't make it into the top 30 to finish at Eastlake. Uh, but I think like just like what you said, this guy has some confidence coming in here. This is where he really started to make his breakthrough prior to the um, uh, what's the uh, waste management. Yeah. I think this is going to be a really good week to build some momentum, get back on track, and really start the year. So I think at 9,800, it's almost a lineup lock unless you go with Max Holman to start your day. Yeah, again, um, if you started your lineup going like Thigala and then Putnam, I think you're in pretty good shape. Um, I do think Eric Cole could also be interesting. Again, I feel like Eric Cole was a bit of a different golfer than the start of last season, kind of similar to how Putnam was. If you took out, I think, his first, like, six weeks, all of a sudden, you know, he made one cut in his first, like, five or six events of last year. Next thing you know, he's going 21 of 26, and that's yep. almost And that like last then... missed cut was in Charles Schwab in May. So yeah, there, there you go. So a similar style to kind of Putnam. Um, if you just wanted to go with somebody different, Cole is known for his putter. Um, so it's a bit of a, of a different approach in Putnam, but it could work just as well, depending on which way you want to go. Yeah. And if you watched college football at all last week, obviously you saw Texas beat Alabama. So we want to take a look at Bo Hostler here. Obviously took a look at 19 to 28. There's a lot of volatility there, but take a look at his last five finishes. Four of them were inside the top 30, including a top 10, including six at the Barracuda. 
not the greatest field in the world, but I mean, this guy is known for either 20th place or 120th. And if you're looking for a guy at 9,300 to take a gamble on, there's no bad play in Bo Osler, I think, this week. Yeah, I mean, I think that those are kind of the big four that stick out to me in this range. Um, JJ Spawn, I'm just going to avoid because of how streaky and inconsistent he is. Um, really Hall- strong ending to the year, though. Yeah, but he always does that to me when he gets when he gets into these rankings where he, he should be a higher priced guy and like he should be better than everybody else. Those are the events he misses. It's when six top 40s in his last seven events all were pretty strong. Memorial I, Travelers, Wyndham 3M, FedEx St. Jude. Pretty good. You know what? Good luck and good riddance to anybody that wants JJ Spawn. I'm I'm avoiding him, but if if it works out, it works out. What about Alex Noren? Do you want Alex Noren too? I do like a little bit of Alex Noren this week. I mean, four finishes of his last five were inside top uh, 40, including two top 15s. That one where he missed the cut was in Scotland, um, which has really not a lot of bearing. I think a lot of people that we expected to do really well there actually plummeted. So I know we talked about the end of last year. That was just a really weird event. But if you take a look at, he was pretty consistent all year, scoring average around 70. So if you take a look, that's eight under, sometimes nine under, depending on the field. Um, really strong finish to end the year, and I think driving accuracy and proximity of the hole is going to really carry him through this event, especially if you take the gamble on him at 9K because there's guys above him and there's guy below him that, at least if you followed us, we mentioned 37 times last year. Yeah, I would still prefer Putnam over Spawn or Norn personally, but but I get it. Um, all right, do you have a top three in this range? Yes, I do. I'm going to go um, Andrew Putnam, Sahith Figala, and then I'm actually going to go Brandon Todd. I know I didn't necessarily mention him in our ranking, um, but he was on a birdie fest last year. If you take a look at the events that he really did well on, not the greatest of fields, but he had a pair of 66s, some 65s, 67s, and even a 63 uh, tucked in there. So I think if you really take a look at his last finishes and look at the scoring that he can do on an event like this that can get from you know 17 to 22 under, I think if he gets one of those or two of those days in there where he can get two 66s, that's right in the mix if he just has marginal days going on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Again, uh, Brendan Todd is always terrifying because he's not a flashy pick, but I understand what the, the reasoning for potentially wanting to go in a, in a weaker field like this. Um, I, I agree with you in terms of my first two. I'm going to probably go Thagala and then Putnam, um, but I understand both. For my third, uh, I mean, it's a 50-50 for me between Eric Cole and Bo Hostler. Um, I, I think I'm going to take Eric Cole um, just based on the fact that I, I feel so good about, out, again, you get rid of those six starts at the beginning of last year. He's basically an entirely different golfer. Um. But yeah, those, those that's my three. So, all right, AK range. Yeah, starting off at Webb Simpson, um, really strong way to end the year. All the way down to Kevin Streelman, who, for those of you who really like fall golf, this guy always sneaks into one of these events. He'll pop off in a top ten somewhere. Yeah, this this is a very interesting uh, grouping, in my opinion. I mean, you start off. Everybody knows him because he finally is old enough to drink now. Akshay Bhatia is at 8,700. So he's eighth this week in, in the field in strokes gained off the tee and ninth in strokes gained ball striking. Um, he did also do really good in 2021 at this event, posting a T9. But don't, let's not forget either, he posted a T9 as like an 18-year-old or a 19-year-old in this event. So now that he's actually you know old enough to be a true adult, 
I'm curious on how that'll carry over for him this week. Um, I do think Ches Revi is also interesting at 8,500. He has six top 20, 25 finishes and 11 made cuts and 13 starts at the Fortnite. Um, and he also finished tied third like two or three years ago at this event as well. So Ches Revi, I think, could be very interesting. He gives me those kind of vibes where it's like, hey, it's a weaker event. Where's Ches Revi? Because he's probably going to, you know, pull a rabbit out of his hat and actually play well. Um, there's also Mark Hubbard, 8,300. He's six out of out of eight on making the cut at this tournament since it used to be called the fries.com open. Um, he's got three top 20s in those six made cuts, and he's also got a pretty good approach game to go along with it. Um, you could argue that he's a streaky putter, but again, in some in a like greens of size, that's not the most important thing on the planet. Yeah, I think um, Oxy is going to be extremely popular just because of when casuals or whoever picks him up just sees a win in his second to last start. Yeah. I think this will be. A very volatile showing from Akshay, and you know me about Akshay. I've watched him since he was a junior on scratch golf. Um, It's very scary for me because, in theory, this is an event that he really should dominate. A lot of open proximity to the hole is not necessarily the most important. Putting is not necessarily the most important. Um, But I, I think with the scoring specifically, we saw in those events that he should have scored, like Detroit at Rocket Mortgage, he started off with like a 75 and finished outside the 100. Wyndham, he just really couldn't get it going. I think this is going to be one of those events that a lot of people are going to own him. And unless he does really, really well, it may hurt a lot of people. I think for me specifically, this might be another Justin Saw performance, where at the beginning of last year, he looked like he was on another planet. I think he knows he needs to get in a quick restart and start that back up. Um, Doug Gim has also had some sneaky good performances. Outside of the Scotland, you take a look at his last, let's call it seven finishes, 51 27, 26, 33, 15, 12, 19, 27. So really came into the end of the year with some really good performances. Like we talk about the one mishap was at the Genesis Scottish Open where everybody that you expected to do well, kind of kerplunked, wasn't necessarily the best. And like I said, Kevin Streelman, one of these events, I promise you he'll finish top 10, top 15. Uh, You just, you never know. He comes out with his bucket hat and his sunglasses and just pops off in one of these random events. Oh, yeah. That's always how he ends up being. Um, I'm surprised you didn't mention Montgomery or somebody like that. I feel like he was our guy so much of last season. Um, yeah. I want to Let say me just this... read his last five. Let me just read his last five. 37. Yeah. yeah. 102, 114, 143, 108. I, I understand. Again, I just I, I always think of this time last year. I think this was the event he popped off at and finished like top three. And then he, because again, the fall swing last year was Taylor Montgomery season until basically the century tournament of champions. Or made one hiccup and it just, swoosh. yeah, it just tanked him the whole way through. Um, all right. Do you have a top three for this range or do you just want to get straight into, uh, straight into yeah, the Yeah, I would game? say I have two that I'm confident on is Justin Suh, and then I think Doug Gim will have a good performance. If you're going to make me say a third, I think Ches Revy, like you had mentioned, is a safer pick. I don't think he's going to go out there and win it per se, but I definitely think he can go out there and finish probably top 50, get you four days worth of points, which again, at 8,500 in a tournament where you're looking at a guy that made 40 or 58% of his cuts, that's probably a fine number to look at. Yeah. Um, I don't hate that idea. Again, I think I'm big on Ches Reby. I think I'm big on Hubbard. Um, 
I'm trying to think. I mean, may, maybe Gim is my third guy here. It, it could be Akshay as well. I, I I don't dislike Akshay. Again, I think the popularity will be the biggest challenge. Um, I'm going to go Revy 1, Hubbard 2, Gim 3. I think that'll be my choice. Um, all right. So with that grouping, let's go down to the 7K range. Uh, we're going to start with, oh, my gosh, is that Peter Kunst at, at 7,900? Yeah, it is. Well, first of all, it's Quest, but it's Davis Thompson. Oh, it is Davis Thompson. That's right. I like, yeah, I like, I like saying his name differently than that. Uh, yeah, Davis Thompson, all the way down to the seven K range. Vincent Whaley. Ah, what an interesting yeah. grouping. I think for me to starters, um, I like Bez this week. I don't like him to win. I like him to make a cut. Um, Nineteen for twenty-eight on the calendar year. Finished with really good showing. I think if he just gets a top 50, he needs one of these events to really go off on. Um, started last year, just like we talked about, had a string of those top 30 finishes where his DraftKings price went from like 6,500 to 9,500 in a quick span. Hmm. So I'm looking for him to really start back and really hit that nail on the head to start the year. Um, there's guys like Sam Stevens, who we mentioned a lot in the middle of last year. couple hiccups here and there, but I think for a good foundation, he's a good safe play. Dylan Wu. Much like we talked about, beginning to probably around the AT&T Byron Nelson, he's had a stretch of those top 40 finishes. I don't think it's out of left field to go after him and target him at all. And then if you're looking for more of a riskier pick, or excuse me, a safer pick, there's always going to be Aaron Badley down at 7,100. Same price as the entire calendar year. You're looking for a guy, right? just take him. I mean, he's going to make the cut for 90% of the time. Yeah, this is a this is a terrifying range for me. Um, I think CT Pan, now that I now that I know he's fully healed from his injury, is an interesting choice at 7,400. Uh, I'm gonna agree with you right away, by the way, on Aaron Badley at 7,100. I know he's your guy, but I will just I will let you continue to to uh ride the Aaron Badley train, and I'm just gonna kind of tag along behind you and just continue to reap the benefits. Um, Lonto Griffin's another guy who's coming off an injury. I don't hate him at this price, but in all honesty, when I see this range versus the top of the 6,000 range, I, I see basically identical players in a lot of these instances. I, I don't really see a big difference between like a Charlie Hoffman at 7,300 versus a, like a Tano Goya at 67 or a Smotherman at 69 or any of those, like no, nothing about those guys is like, ah, yeah, one of those is a way better golfer than the other. Um, I think there's quite a bit of, of overlap, especially. Yeah. I think there's going to be events. I mean, our, our guys here that you take a look at SH Kim at the start of this last year, I think he finished top 15 here. Grace yeah. and Sig, well, everyone's going to have their moments. Luke List, for example, 35, 156, 33, 108, 16. It just continues to go down the rabbit hole. You just really got to pick your spots here and pick a guy you're extremely confident in. Yeah. And there's only one or two guys that I can really get myself to to say, you know what, I'm going with that guy. Um, you can get to Chad Ramey, 7,200. He had a really good end of the last year, really good stretch. But for me, if I'm picking three guys that I'm confident in, it's not going to be a popularity contest. I'm just going with guys that I've picked before. I have yeah. confidence in them, and I'm calling it a day. Do you have your three? Yeah, I, I mean, like for me, number one is going to be Bez. 
Okay. Uh, number two is going to be Dylan Wu, and number three is going to be Sam Stevens. All right, for my top three, again, I don't like a lot of these these options personally. Maybe like an SH Kim, a CT Pan. I don't even know. I guess I'll steal your badly and go with him at three. Um, but again, it's such just a cluster for me in this range. I, in all honesty, I'm not trying to hang out in this range with too many golfers. I, If possible... I'm going to try and get more guys in the 8K range and then maybe a guy or two here max. And if I need to get somebody in the high sixes. Well, speaking of sixes, why don't we do the transition of the decade um, starting off? Well, it technically is Scott Piercy, but screw him. We're going with the captain, Zach Johnson at 6,900. Um, very deep category to DA points. Who's most famous um, account is getting disqualified at Pebble Beach. I was going to say, oh my gosh. Okay, DA points. That's what we're at right now. Um, I'm going to start off with Zach Johnson. He was my absolute tank at the bottom of lineups for, what, half of last year probably? Um, I'm not getting off of him yet. I'm going to keep going with that just because, again, it's not a flashy play, but he doesn't need a ton of distance on a course like this. He was pretty good about making a cut at majority of the places he went to. He missed six cuts all year. Um, so I like him. I am a fan of uh, Harrison Endicott. He is top 50 in driving accuracy and is also a really great putter. Um, he's pretty new to tour, so he's only played here one time. Um, but he did get a T12 here last year. And at 6,500, I mean, there's a lot worse options i feel like you can get to at that point so he could be great as a six guy in your lineup especially if you want that extra boost to go up and get you know homa putting on Tagala, whoever you're feeling up top yeah i think there's only one guy down here that i'm honestly targeting um when i say his name you're gonna be like oh Fred Yankowitz. oh damn it. i was gonna guess fred he went to arizona now okay. he is a stud now looking at his college rankings from the last um we'll call it two years in a row there's only no sorry we'll call it year and a half looking at this only one finished outside the top 40 including a medalist at the usam qualifying runner-up in the cabo collegiate um folds of honor collegiate tied for eighth i mean he had a tremendous showing and he had um just a heck of a couple years here only one finish outside the top 50 in 2023 2022 and 2021 where he finished 51st at the division one regional. So if you're looking for a guy 6,300, if you want to pair him up with Max Homa, it balances out your lineup. There you go. Well, I figured you were going to say Fred uh, beyond because he was the one who won at the university of Florida, right? He's Brazilian. I want to say, um, I know Jack's way better at the college golf scene than I am, but I've, I remember his name because he won. I want to say um, the individual national championship, right? So who's that Fred Biondi? Yeah, Fred Biondi. B I O. He went to Florida. I know that. Yeah, um, I know he was at Florida. He's he's he was very streaky last year. So I'm I, I saw a lot of people were interested in him this week because they were like, oh, it's the new Sam Bennett. It's, you know, he's gonna he's gonna come and crush it because he's a new rookie, or he's gonna you know he's the new Ludwig Auberg. But like, I'm not falling for this with with Biondi. He does not have the the same level of I think overall play or hmm. expertise that they did. What? Well, I don't know about that one because he's a national champion for 2023. Okay. Second time he's, I don't, mm, yeah. A couple it, golfers the week. Yeah. Yeah. I think he gets, he's getting a lot of hype this week. I, I would rather go with honestly your guy at Sankowitz 
as opposed to to Biondi. I just feel like there's going to be a ton of hype on him. He played in the U.S. Open in 2022. Let's see what he did because that will be a good telling sh- to me. He shot, he I think, like 80 and then 72. Oh, so that pressure probably got to him. All right, I wanted to see one before it goes through. Yeah, exactly. So I would I would hold off on him, though. I know he's been pretty popular just because, again, he's one of those young guys out of college. But uh, follow Sankowitz with Jack first before you get over to him. So, all right, ready for the uh, the lineups? Let's do it. All right, my DraftKings lineup um, didn't get to home with this week. I kind of want a little more steady until you get to the end. But uh, Sahith Figala, 9,800. I think like we talked about, this might be a week where he can really go off. Brendan Todd, 9,400 for the reasons we said. Andrew Putnam, 91. Sam Stevens, 7,600. Dylan Wu, 7,600. And then Chase Sienkiewicz, 6,300. If I get five in the cut, I think I'm in the green. There you go. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a dangerous one with Chase there. Because, again, I think if he hits, then that could very well be a six-for-six six lineup. Um, I've realized I did not update my lineup on the sheet. So I've actually switched two names on there. Um, but I have Max Homa at 11,000. I have Andrew Putnam at 9,100. I have Ches Revy at 8,500. I have Doug Gim at 8,000. I have Zach Johnson at 6,900. And I have Harrison Endicott at 6,500. It's a little more risky after talking about how you wanted to play it safe at the beginning of the pod. Yeah. Um, again, I think those first four guys can make the cut pretty pretty confidently. And then if one of the two between Harrison Endicott and Zach Johnson make it, then I uh, I like my chances. Well, I like it. Well, now I'm not doing eight bets this year. I was going to say, I, I had a, had you slotted for eight, and then all of a sudden I looked down and you had like 15, I want to say, at one point. So. You had me slotted for five or for six. Did I, I have slotted for six? That, I'm going nine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So clearly eight was just too boring. So I did nine <laughs> bets. Um, this this week I just want to start off with a bunch of green, call it a day, get some money in the bankroll, and really go forward next week. Number one, Christian Bezaden, who to make the cut minus two hundred. Justin Saw to make the cut also minus two hundred. Steven Yeager, top 40, minus 150. That's super easy. Yeah. Eric Cole, top 40, minus 138. Andrew Putnam, top 40, minus 120. Alex Norton, top 40, minus 110. Brendan Todd, top 40, plus 130. I have Sahith Figala over Cam Davis at minus 120. And then I have Steven Yeager, once again, beating Matai Schmid at minus 155, the Germans. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of your Putnam bet. I had a Putnam bet, but I got off of it once I saw you had him at T40. Um, I I know last year, if you follow the podcast, when Jack and I kind of squad rode the same guy, we generally didn't have the best luck on it. Um, so I changed up my bets to make it so that way we weren't we we don't squad ride anything. Um, so I'm doing three bets just to start it off. Again, I felt like that kind of got me into a little bit of a groove. Uh, first one's gonna be Max Homa, top 20, a minus 180. I locked that one in the moment I saw it because, again, I felt really confident on that one, and I wanted to see some green. Uh, second one is going to be Ches Reby, top 40 at minus 105. And the third one is going to be Steven Yeager, top 20 at plus 140. Um, so, again, those are the three I'm going with. The goal is to try and go two for three and come out of the come out of the gate strong and in the positive. That would be a nice change of pace over the last two years for me. All right. Are we sticking to our wild pick, or are we going over our two winners? 
Uh, let's let's finish off with winners. So let's do wild card. Uh, this year we're going to do one wild card each, unless we're just extremely confident about one or the other. Um, mine's a little more, I would say, normally safe, but interesting the way uh, the DraftKings odds work. Uh, I want Sam Stevens top 20 at plus 300. I think this course really fits his eye. And I don't think it's unreasonable for him to go out there and finish in that top 20. And on uh, depending on which sports book you look at, at some he's plus 300, which is what I got him. Some he's plus 240, plus he's some 255. So I think a lot of the odds makers are a little bit hesitant on getting them to that top 20 number. There you go. I don't hate it. Again, uh, last year I always like to talk that Sam Stevens did better at shorter courses. And so, no, he did better on longer courses. Sorry, because he missed a, he missed that RBC Heritage seventy two hundred. It's got plenty of length for him to go to go long for. Um, so that's just fine. Uh, my wild card pick. I'm taking the big guns to win. So give me any any combination of Homa, uh, Cam Davis, Justin Thomas, or Sahith Thagala to win at plus two seventy five. Um, again, I think first week of the year. I think this is a well, two different guys that, that want to prove themselves before the Ryder Cup, and then two different guys that really like this course. I'm very happy with those numbers at plus 275, and I think that's something to definitely keep an eye on if you want to go for something a little more uh, risky on the plus side. Yeah, and then we'll finish off with our winners as usual. Um, mine to start the year, I didn't want to waste a bunch of big guys. For those who don't know, we do cap the number of times we can use a guy. So unlike all the other pods, I just named the top five guys in one sleeper and then say they got 15 winners at the end of the year. Uh, we do a little bit differently. Um, I went with Andrew Putnam to start the year. I think he came in a really, really good form to end the year. And I really like his chances. And then Brandon Todd, like I said earlier, I think it's not unreasonable for him. If he gets one of those 66, 65 kind of back-to-back days, I think he's going to set himself up. It just has to have a marginal weekend to put himself in contention. There you go. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Put- the Putnam call. Again, I feel like Jack and I are kind of all over him like a bad smell. Brennan Todd, I'm a little less on, but again, that's just because I feel like he's burned me so many times. Uh, but I don't blame you for going to him. My winners, um, I, I went with somebody a little top-heavy to start off. I'm, I'm taking Sahith Thagala. Um, again, Cali boy, Cali course. I'm all over it this week, and I, I'm hoping he's going to do well. And I think, again, this is a good week for him to potentially pull one out and get his first win. Second one, give me Doug Gim. Um, I didn't actually go over this stat, but he had po- he has positive strokes gained with his irons in eight of his last nine starts, and he had six top 30s, top 30 finishes during that stand. Um, he's two for three on making the cut here with two top 20s. Um, on those mid cuts, he's great off the tee, and he has a real good potential to be a streaky putter. So I like those chances on this style of course form. Yeah, and I know to all the golf fans, I know what you're thinking. Liam, why are you pronouncing it as Sahith? Or Sahith, it's Sahith. And once he gets that down, he will get his first win. Hopefully <laughs> it's this week with that winner's pick to start the year. Uh, that's that's the goal. Again, last year I didn't get a winner's pick. Um, so if you could argue I'm due. Um but yeah, Fortnite first first week of the year. Um, I know the, the schedule is a little funky to start off here. We got this week's the Fortnite, next week's an off week, and then the following week is Ryder Cup. So if anything, you may see us again in two weeks um, as we will go over the stuff for the Ryder Cup. Um, next week we won't do a podcast if there's no golf going on, and it looks like the Ryder yeah Ryder Cup is in two weeks. So next yeah, we weekend, one week on, two weeks off. No, one week on, one week off, three weeks on, 
one week off and then consistently um, basically from here on out. Yeah. It's, it's a little weird these first few weeks, but, but you'll get used to us, expect us every Tuesday, um, especially in terms of podcast. I try and get it out, you know, midnight, Monday night kind of deal. Um, so you'll usually have it all set up for you for Tuesday when you want to go to work. But all right, on that note, Jack, anything else or are we going to big send off? I'm going for 100 units up on golf betting this year. And if I don't hit it, then you guys all owe me money. So that's the <laughs> way I want to make sure we end this year. Gotcha. All right. You're going to end up 100 units up. Um, I think I think 20 units up for me would be a, a big a big ask, but it would also be something that I could definitely do. Um, again, just higher green for me. I, I can't keep hanging out around zero and breaking even. So, all right. On that note, that will be all this week. Good luck on the Fortnite, everybody. I hope that you win all of your bets, and I hope you can, you know, take your golf winnings this week in the Fortnite, take them in the following week in the football, and then right on to the Ryder Cup. I love it. Well, go ahead and check out all the socials, especially TikTok, where you're going to get a bunch of bets. I don't think there's anything unreasonable about going over there, drop it a follow, drop it a comment if you're tailing along, and uh, go ahead and comment when those hit, and I pay your rent this month. <laughs> All right, let's have a good one, everybody. See you in two weeks. Deuces. Deuces.